0: How do you pray? What do you pray for? Who taught you how to pray? Local author Anne Lamott says there are three essential prayers help, thanks, wow. In the gospel today, when the disciples ask Jesus to teach them how to pray, he teaches them what we have come to know as the Lord's Prayer. It is the one prayer that Jesus teaches us outside of how to celebrate the Eucharist. The longer version from the gospel of Matthew is the Lord's Prayer that most of us know. It is the one prayer that all Christians use. And I don't think there is a single liturgy in our book of common prayer that does not use the Lord's Prayer. I don't really remember learning the Lord's Prayer, but I also don't remember ever not knowing it. Do you remember learning it? The Lord's Prayer lives deep within our souls, especially if we grew up hearing it and saying it. In my experience as a priest, the Lord's Prayer is the prayer that comes forth in someone's hour of need. No matter how close to death, or how far in dementia someone is. Time and again, I have seen people say the words when I pray the Lord's Prayer with them. Even people who have become nonverbal start moving their lips at the sound of the Lord's Prayer. It is something sacred to behold. I'm a big fan of expanding our liturgical language and expanding the language we use for God. But we have always kept the traditional version of the Lord's Prayer at St. John's instead of the more contemporary one, because the traditional one is the version that is already dwelling deep within so many people. It is such a human prayer. It acknowledges that we depend on God, that we need forgiveness, that we need God to lead us. We humble ourselves before God when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and that is part of its power. Prayer is always relational. The risk with the Lord's Prayer is that it becomes rote. And when we say it together today, I invite you to be fully present as we pray together in the words that Jesus taught us. After teaching the disciple the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tells them a parable. And in the parable, Jesus is urging The disciples and us to be persistent with our prayers. Some translations use the word shameless instead of persistent. Like a child that will not stop asking for something, hoping we'll finally give in. We need to keep putting our prayers before God. Do not give up on God if your prayer is not answered right away. God does not give up on you, ever. Jesus stresses the need to ask, search, knock. We must persist in prayer, not so much to get God to get out of bed and give us the loaves of bread, to use the image from the parable, but rather so we eventually see how God is answering our prayer so that we will see what is behind the door when it is opened. God always answers our prayers, but we don't always see how. The book Children's Letters to God includes this gem Dear God, thank you for the little brother, but what I asked for was a puppy. <laughs> There's a wonderful scene in the movie Evan Almighty where God, played by Morgan Freeman, appears as a server in a diner talking with Evan's wife. She's confused and a little distraught. She's not sure what to make of her husband who claims that God told him to build an ark just like God told Noah to build an ark. And God says to her, if someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience? Or does God give them an opportunity to be patient. If someone prays for courage, does God give them courage or an opportunity to be courageous? If someone prays for their family to be closer, does God zap them with fuzzy warm feelings or give them an opportunity to love each other? We persist in prayer so we can see the opportunity to have our prayer fulfilled. The story is told of a very religious man, and a terrible flood came into his town, and he had to climb up on his roof to escape the flood waters, and he prayed, God, Deliver me, save me from the flood. And a neighbor comes by in a canoe and says, The waters are rising, get in, and we'll paddle to safety. And he says, No, I have prayed to God, God will save me. The police come by in a boat and say, The water's rising, get in. No, I have prayed to God, God will save me. And as the waters near the top of the roof, a rescue helicopter comes and lets down a ladder and they shout, climb on the ladder and we will fly you to safety. No, I have prayed to God. God will save me. Well, of course, the waters keep rising and the man drowns. And in heaven, he goes before God and says, God, I prayed to you. I trusted you. Why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you a canoe, (laughs) a boat, and a helicopter, but you wouldn't get in. Look for the opportunity for your prayers to be fulfilled. Look for how God is fulfilling your prayers. God always gives us the bread we need, not always the bread we're asking for. This is true with healing prayers. I tell people that God's will is always for healing, but sometimes the healing we get isn't the healing For which we prayed. Sometimes love is more healing than longevity. And God's time frame is eternal. Keep praying. Persist. Jesus said, For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened.